Hi, welcome back to Beyond the Blue. I'm Nathan. My name is Jermaine, and today's special guest is a very, very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> my, <laughs> my name is Christina Mai. I was formerly Flight Sergeant Mai in um, 918 RCACS. Yeah, so uh, Christina Mai, she actually started off at 781. Um, and she actually was, uh, she ended up coming to 918 Griffin and she was the first drum major. Um, she actually left after the first year with 918, but we are happy to have you here. So, um, Nathan, do you want to talk about what this episode is about? Yeah. So this episode is about band. All right. Everything to do with band and how mentorship differentiates from, um, those in marksmanship with band. Cause we don't shoot our instruments. <laughs> Uh, we shoot guns, we don't shoot our instruments, uh, we play them, and it's uh, it's a very different um, aspect of mentorship because you can't physically play their instrument for them, right? Yeah. You have to teach them how to do it. Yeah, it's quite different, but, you know, at, at the bottom, like, at the base of it, it's basically the same, right? It's just a different activity. Yeah, so um, I remember when I was first starting out in band, because... Uh, I started out like three quarters of the way into the cadet year. I joined the band and I that. It, w it was awkward. I'll tell you that because uh, first things first, right? You get all this music and you're like, this is a big stack of music. I get one of these every three months at school. Why are you giving me this stack right now? Right? So it's a little confusing to start off with, but uh, it, you, I, I remember you really helped me out because... Um, uh, it was really confusing because I didn't know what was going on and it seemed that like everyone was like off doing their own thing. So it was really helpful that you came and helped me out through it. Aww. Yeah. Mentorship, especially during that hectic time, it's like, it was more out of a necessity. Like I saw there was a need and I fulfilled it. It wasn't, it isn't as formal as it is now probably in your squadron where it's like, you are my mentee. I'm your mentor. I just sort of saw that you needed help and... I had the experience. You know, you learned really quickly, by the way, like really quickly. Same for me, uh, same for Doe as well. Like, yeah. I taught him how to learn sax, how to play the saxophone. Yeah. All right, my, my the hardest thing I had with like learning the instrument wasn't actually learning the instrument because I already because I already played it for a year, so I knew how to play the instrument. The hardest part was figuring out when to play. Because no one told me yeah. when to play Maple Leaf Forever <laughs> or Oh Canada. <laughs> And they put me in the band, and I was just standing there like, why are we playing? How do you know what to play? Should I be doing something? I knew this. I never saw... I, <laughs> I didn't know that you had this struggle, right? Because you were quite a quiet kid back then. Yeah, I was. Like, in the back, you know, just doing your own mm -hmm. thing. And you seemed like you were doing fine. So, um, I didn't catch on to how much of a struggle it was. Especially because you were adapting to it so well and so quickly. Like, no wonder you're a band senior now, right? Yeah. I feel like the, that was definitely <laughs> the hardest part, though. Because for, like, the first three weeks, I was just standing there like, what is going on? Why is everyone playing? Huh? Question mark. My very first time in band. Like, um, it was really funny. My first day at, this, at 781, um, they just, they were like, okay, 
you could either be in the level one flight or you could be in band. And I said, ooh, shinies. So <laughs> oh, I no. band and I just sort of stood there like, what the heck is going on? And I was very confused as well. And, and throughout the practices that month, I was still very confused and a little bit anxious the whole time because you know, I was a newbie and everyone else seemed to know what they were doing and no one was really reaching out to help me. Yeah. But, I, but because of that lack of help, it forced me to, to sort of take it upon myself to learn to learn these things, to, to take initiative and ask my, my officers, like, how should I be doing this? Or just, you know, my fellow bandmates. And um, with that adapting, I realized that I had some strengths of mine that I didn't know that I had. <laughs> you know, like um, interpersonal skills, things like that. They, they grow the best when you're struggling and when you're facing something super tough. So yeah, because of that, you know, one, lack of help. <laughs> There's a positive to it too, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Kimani, like you were also at, at band too for like one day. But you, you, I, I remember I was listening to your podcast. You were talking about how like, it was actually okay. Cause you know, how I was helping you out or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually was in a time period where I was really musically deprived because um, when I was in middle school, I was in the band for around two years because I spent three years in middle school, but I was a second flute, right? And then once I got to high school, that's actually when I met you. I think the very first, no, I think the third day I was in French class with you and you made friends with my friends and you saw me writing in my little agenda planner and you're like, oh, you're going to join Air Cadets soon? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, join our squadron. We're like, there's no one here. Yeah, I was going to join 918. And I'm very lucky that I just stumbled upon that specific website. Yeah, so I was pretty deprived musically because I was missing an instrument. Choir wasn't really fulfilling. I didn't really have piano anymore just because I moved away and I didn't, I wasn't able to play anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm going to join band. Um, wow. However, <laughs> however. You went from like, sort of like in individual instrument, solo sort of situation, and you just threw yourself right into like lots of people. That must have been a challenge. Yeah, well, I think the main thing was, like I was, I, it was, it was really hard to balance just because like, you know, IB and all it's, it was my first year and I you went from, you did a lot. You did a lot <laughs> that year. I think you did a lot that year. Like you did a lot that year. I don't understand how you didn't completely. I, I don't understand either. Like, another, like, a, like reflecting upon that time period, I was like, Christina, how did you do that? Like, cause like you were doing green like chiefs. A, right. Like I was, I was like. My schedule was sort of like wake up at like five and then sleep at like one because um, I was just doing so much only not because I was like forced to or because anything like that, like out of any negative um, feelings. It was more like I, I was immersed into this uh, new high school and I was going to a high school that no one else was going to and I saw so many activities in front of me so many opportunities and through cadets too like band i was like wow just overwhelmed and really excited with everything i could do and because of that consequently i took on too much oh <laughs> it did yeah take you think a, so a men yeah hmm? yeah oh you like you feel like you took on a lot <clears throat> too much yeah. i um back then i did not have a lot of how do i say this bodily awareness 
I was so um, entranced by the excitement of what's going around me and the the rewards of like leading the band, even though it was like my first year and I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, the, seeing the rewards of it and seeing that I actually had these strengths, um, I, I, I took it upon myself to do more and more and more and didn't notice that my body was suffering as a result. I didn't get enough sleep. Um, my joints were super, ugh, my shoulders were very tight all the time. And um, yeah, I, I realized that I needed to take a breather and connecting that to mentorship the, the younger cadets, they see you often as like, um, obviously a leader, obviously someone to look up to, someone to learn from most importantly. And I felt like I could not <laughs> show weakness in front of them because, um, well, I'm in charge of this band and I have to keep it going at, at my own cost. So that, that was not a good strategy because <laughs> it wasn't very long lasting. So I needed to take a long break after that year because simply just to replenish myself so mm -hmm. especially when you're especially when you're doing mentorship it's so so important to be yourself be authentic like as like authentically you as possible I, I, it sounds so cliche but it, it's true like even sharing your struggles like it's if you have that struggle the chances are the other person is going to have it too and if not all of your cadets are going to see it too and i think a great point of connection i made with my cadets the band especially like something that really connected them was how honest we were all the time like okay. i was like man this is tough <laughs> sometimes i felt i i said it like something's really tough and we're like yeah this is actually pretty tough and we worked together to, to accomplish it but obviously it was my first year i didn't have much experience but i did my very best yeah and it really did show um do you want to talk about what you were up to after you left because i know that we did keep in contact a lot yeah and i remember you you knew that you you were having a lot more fun because you did move schools and you didn't really have to commit so many hours to air cadets anymore so talk a little bit about that sure absolutely <laughs> obviously you know leaving cadets it was a huge part of my life and it was very jarring the change especially moving out of IB, moving out of cadets like oh my gosh it was a month of peril for me when i was trying to decide whether or not i was going to stay whether i was quitting my parents were telling me hey you need to take this time for yourself, hon. You're, you're not taking care of your body. Uh, oh. And they kept telling me that. So, you know, over, over time, I was like, fine. I'll leave for like a month or something. And, and that was sort of the agreement I had with Captain Angel. She says, you know, you're, you're quite valuable to us um, as leading the band. So feel free. We can work something out. We can be flexible. Uh, you can take your break and you can come back, you know, sp uh, in, in less intervals, less frequency. They were willing to make a change for me. Um, but I, I just, I don't know, once I left and I went to my new school, it was interesting because the environment I was in, in for cadets and, and for my high school, my previous high school, it was all a bunch of people who were very hardworking. They're very like go-getters. They're, they're out there to try to achieve as much as they possibly could. And consequently, it's a little bit competitive. But the oh. new school I moved to, like, absolutely, like, conflict of interests everywhere, man. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like, everyone was after the same thing, I, I felt, at least. And when I moved to my new school, it was interesting because no one really cared. <laughs> they were just sort of, like, apathetic, almost. Like, very chill, you know, just doing whatever they want to. The school spirit was, like, it's there, but it's, like, eh. Oh yeah, I remember a little bit about that. Recalling. Yeah, yeah. I was mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was like really refreshing because I was like, hey, oh my goodness, I don't need to be like constantly trying to achieve more or constantly trying to impress my superiors or uh, get the favor of X, Y, and Z, you know, that sort of thing, or do this and this and this. And I felt like I, had, I could have some time to breathe and some time to actually do something that was interesting to me and not just to, not just to further a certain cause or whatever. And um, that was during that time, uh, that was when it was like April, 2020, and March, no, not March, September, 2020, jeez. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we, we were, there was this very huge movement I, I was noticing on social media for environmental conservation. And I became very inspired by it, like so inspired that I decided to start the school's first green club. <laughs> <laughs> and through that green club, we, we got like 20 club members in the first meeting. Um, we got a grant to start a composting program for the school. And uh, I'm, I'm currently conceptualizing an indoor garden for the, the schools to lift the student spirit and morale. And, and doing all of that was very rewarding because I could see my experience from cadets trickling over and blossoming to something nicer. So, yeah. Either way, both I don't I don't regret being in the program. I, I think it was so valuable. It's like character development times two, you know. <laughs> like it forced you to step out of your comfort zone in every single way possible, like throwing you into the band, like you are. Like here you go, you do your own thing now. You know how to do music? Okay, then now music. <laughs> and or like um, here you go, aviation. You know nothing about it. Well, now you do. <laughs> it, it's jarring, but in that spirit of adaptation and just trying your best to acute, like feel like okay get, getting your bearings around you in doing so you you pick up so much that's like you can't learn any it's so valuable and it's free <laughs> oh yeah that's so true yeah yeah and that's why like i encourage all my siblings to join cadets if they can people i know to join cadets if they can especially in this rare squadron where everyone's working as hard as you guys are like it's crazy truly some great leadership <laughs> yeah yeah well to continuing the conversation um it was last year um i it was my second year in kit in the band and i was i'm not gonna lie i was starting to get a little cocky <laughs> Oh, I got I got a little cocky to start out with, but but uh, it, it, you stopped it way too early. I wanted to have a little more fun, but no. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah, cause I don't know I don't know why I got cocky. It might have been school. It might have been something. I was probably really I don't know something happened over the summer and I got really cocky. But um, you really did help me come back and that's like one of the biggest parts as for me as a mentor now in like band as a band senior it really does like be able to see the um junior cadets and see how they're reacting to things and if they're like they need help or if they need like someone to tell them to chill or like whatnot so uh i remember you you did say that you didn't have much support when you were uh like first starting out in the band but do you have any uh mentee memories that really helped you become who you became. Mm. I learned a lot by watching people, and in, in that, in a, in a way, through that observing, like that intense observing, 
I, it was like everyone was my mentor. <laughs> I, I, I was I was the student. I, I watched everyone like from I don't know like oh I remember uh, watching mannerisms of people like the old seniors rushing car um, others as well like in my band. I really admired my fellow bandmates, especially because they had one more year of experience than me. I really admired uh, Cosby. They I, I watched how professional they were. And I realized that in order to move forward, I need to have, I need to hone myself <laughs> and, 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 and be more professional, I guess, be more courteous and timely. Time management is one of my weaknesses, <laughs> great weaknesses. And through cadets, I learned the value of, of being timely and, I, and yeah, just, just by watching the people around me and how they acted. I, I transferred that to myself, and because I was, I, I chose to to observe and learn from so many people who had who were very professional, like very good at initi taking initiative. Um, those skills transferred to me. Yeah, I guess I was so just so interested in, in, in the people around me. <laughs> yeah, but any specific mentor mentee relationships? <sighs> I would say. Mentors came to me um, almost out of necessity. Like when I was interested in becoming a major, Cosby came to me to help me out. It was sort of like because of this, they came to mentor me. Because of this, they came to help me. It, it's quite logical in that sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, I can't. I can't remember. I can't recall any specific uh, relationships where it was very subtle and almost like a friendship. I think those are that's when the best mentor-mentee relationships happen. When it's like very subtle, someone helping you out and making a really good connection with you. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> um, can you recall? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to ask. Can you recall like a moment in time, like after you became drum major of nine one eight, like a specific memory or anecdote that really changed your perspective? Um, something subtle, something really big. Um, yeah. Um, um, so many. Oh my goodness, so many insights. Oh. <laughs> Connecting to Yuan's idea of like being cocky and getting kind of full of myself. It's not all about me, and it's not all about an individual. It's not all about some other individual. And I found that. Uh, I have to be considerate of not just my placing and in, in how I'm doing, but truly think about the cadets around me. Because I think at one point, I think as a result of doing too much, I was starting to, my mind was starting to spiral a little bit. I thought of um, my cadets sort of as like a means to an end, the end being having a good performance, have, playing well, having a good band. So I think consequently I ended working I ended up working them really hard, a little bit too hard, and and I received some feedback for it. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, jeez, these kids are kids too. They're they're here because it's an extracurricular. It's <laughs> so something you do in your free time for fun. It's not supposed to be like a huge obligation at the end of the day, right? And it's not the big the end of the world if your performance this week wasn't that great. Mm -hmm think in a larger perspective it's not just about you 
it's about and and it's not, like one failure does not mean the end of the whole thing it's, it's just the direction you're taking like if you're still moving forward and you're still moving upwards and improving it's okay if you fail on the way like stumbling forward right <laughs> so yeah zooming out a little bit <laughs> rather than zooming in too much yeah I like how you constantly say things that refer to finding balance. Um, you know, for example, you know, not just being really careful about your workload and um, being careful about the amount of work you're giving to your subordinates. That's something I struggled with when um, I first became in charge of media. Just because, you know, your mind starts to explode a little bit just because you have so many ideas, you don't really know how to navigate your role there's a lot of things that you want to change there's so many things that you want to communicate but you don't know how sometimes yeah, and then yeah. this and that gets in the way there's so many variables um you so, it so well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks i've been trying to communicate with my inner dialogue better yeah, um absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but i think it's really important to take a step back as as, as, as often as you can, right? Really um, look, okay, where actually am I? What's working, what isn't working? Um, stumbling forward is something I relate to a lot just because at the beginning, there were a couple of projects that did fall through, a couple branches of media that I didn't really like the way they were going, so I had to veto it. And I'm really glad that you were able to take that step too. And I, I think that's something every leader does eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. some there you had there has to be some discomfort so you can grow like if, if they're con you're constantly in comfort like no way <laughs> no growth is gonna happen that's something else i learned too like mm -hmm. i kept trying to make the environment as efficient and as as comfortable as as possible for my, my cadets in the band and consequently th it did result in a lack of practice for some of the cadets because they felt so comfortable like okay i can just sort of chill and be myself there has to be some motivating factor and that motivating factor comes from learning and failing and learning and failing and seeing and whenever you fail and you learn from it again and seeing the rewards of it feeling um, motivated by that reward knowing that yes i can do it yeah i can do it if i just try i can do it like that sort of mentality something for exactly and 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 just just keeping that internalizing that and you're right balance you have to be so careful uh, so careful especially for types like me who <laughs> become very excited easily with like a potential opportunity right thinking of so many ideas um i i i realized that like sometimes i had i i remember having a whole notebook for ideas things i would do with like my band and cadets and etc and just writing down like I, i'd be sleeping and i'd be like <gasps> i wake up and i'd be like write down this idea <laughs> and then those ideas actually would come to fruition sometimes and other times not so much but um i'm con i was constantly thinking about cadets too like it's always on my mind like i just do something and i put oh yes this <laughs> or or oh i gotta make sure my cruise is nice <laughs> yeah it was always and on my mind yeah i'm like that too loaded to it, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i'm too? always like that always exactly always but, but it's important here's the thing if it's always on your mind it's it, it's you're going to overanalyze it yeah, but every then it, single reward from it or failure from it is going to double the feelings for you but then it gets out of hand and you're like how do i stop exactly so um yeah exactly and and that's why it's so important to be authentic in front of your mentees or the people you're you're 
mentoring because they have to know that for them they probably feel the same they probably are like watching your every move every single feed uh, piece of feedback you give them they're going to take it to heart and they're really going to you know hone down on it <laughs> so it's important to take zoom out you know and tell tell them to zoom out as well yeah yeah and as well so don't take don't, don't take things too seriously <laughs> it is just an extracurricular <sighs> yeah that is pretty important um going back to your idea of not getting too comfortable um mm. is there a moment in time where you know the two of you had to put your foot down kind of or somebody else put their foot down and you realized okay i'm getting a little bit too distracted i need to work harder um you on um is there a moment in time where you had to do one or the other or both um not that i can remember off the top of my head i i normally am able to find a balance on most things and if i don't it's normally because i'm being too lax not too hard mm -hmm. yeah it's oh, subtleties. It's in the subtleties. Um, uh, just like being too comfortable. Uh -huh. I think it was in, maybe it was in the tone of my voice or during practice, but sometimes practice, like for me, it's either, it's like a, like a sine wave basically. It's like <laughs> it's too hard, too, too hard or too easy. And it's, it was difficult for me to find the balance and it still is now. It's something I'm working on, but but that transfers to cadets. Some moments in practice, it would feel like everyone's just relaxing, just not really caring. And other moments, I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go. And everyone's working hard, ah! And then back into that again, like, oh, until I'll do it and not practice. And work hard again. It, <laughs> that, that extremeness, again, finding balance, you know, like there has to be some challenge and there has to be some moments of rest and relaxation. But when one gets out of hand, one gets out of hand, um, I find that usually I notice it first and I try to squash it as quickly as possible. <laughs> but yes, I have been called out before. And not to, I don't recall in cadets, but actually out of cadets. Uh, I, one of the many things I was doing, I was doing so much that uh, one of my activities in the student council is sort of flopped <laughs> because I wasn't there half the time. And they called me out for it, and I was like, oh no, I felt really bad about it. So I vowed to myself to, if I'm going to commit to something, I'm really going to commit to it. I'm going to give it the, the time it needs, and then I'm not going to think about it afterwards. Like, I'm going to zoom in as much as I possibly can in that segment of time that I, I allocated to it. But other yeah. side of it, I'm not going to let it cons constantly fester in my mind and, like, bother me. <laughs> Student council was actually quite nice. I joined a year after you did. Oh, uh, yeah, you weren't really in school anymore. It was like very, I felt very privileged to be there. I like being in an environment where, yeah, you didn't really, you didn't really like leadership. I remember you telling me, um, mm -hmm. maybe it's because we got a new teacher, but yeah. Yeah, we got a new teacher, that's why, yeah, that's so <laughs> Yeah, I loved it, it was great. I can see, you know, why you found it so appealing and stuff. So I got to do a lot in there too and when I had to call people out, a lot of people were like, congratulations, you did so good. <laughs> so I feel like when other people notice that, you know, things aren't really going well and you finally take the chance to say, hey, stop, you know, don't get too yeah. comfortable, please, 
put in the effort you know it's it's nice to see it's really refreshing right um i think for me um uh when so i'm not really too sure how familiar with the instagram you are um but there's a little branch that we have thursday questionnaires um so when we first started it was mainly just me because i didn't really have a huge team yet and i thought it was you know something really fun like i was just i wasn't taking it that seriously you know just get a couple things ask them a couple questions and then move on with my day right yeah but then over time you know i got really into editing and like all these special effects and like copying and pasting and like making everything so like you know pleasing right and you know i was getting a lot more invested in like getting better at you know editing and stuff and i took a little bit too seriously and it was taking hours to prepare this content right Mm -hmm. so um recently you know i became a 2ic and i kind of had to hand over a media team like a lot so i'm not really that involved in media it's literally them i i just i just press upload that's all so it's really really cool shout out to sue and Worden to see you know the casual feeling come back because you know we avoid cadet related questions and we avoid making it too um fancy and all like i like the style that they bring and i like the feel that they bring to the social media so it's really nice to have that you know that equilibrium yeah (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I really nice. like it. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Bring let's bring back casualness to Instagram, please. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best part about having subordinates because they keep you grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're a reflection of your work, aren't they? Well, in a yeah. way, I don't, I don't mean it to sound like super narcissistic or something. Like, um, like they're a reflection of what what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like like an indicator species for water quality. <laughs> um you see that they're struggling with something and and you, you you know that okay something's not working and yeah absolutely In yeah. A, yeah they absolutely ground us mm-hmm. uh you now that you're a band senior do you do you feel like you have a little bit more freedom and you've gotten better as a band cadet you know seeing as how you have a little bit more creative freedom over the way you um lead uh sure i mean i haven't really figured out a way to teach my own way like just yet just because i'm a very lonely person in band what how how come because uh, i play the bass clarinet and it's a low woodwind and the only okay. two low woodwinds there are in the entirety of an orchestra are the low is the bass clarinet and the bassoon and i'm the only one in the band so i'm well, very saxophone too but well yeah obviously but no obviously no one's gonna play that in band so <laughs> I'm kind of just stuck there on my lonesome most of the time. So yeah, I've been helping out with the other seniors um, wherever I'm needed. But yeah, I haven't really been able to develop my own teaching style. But yeah, I've had a little more freedom now that I don't have to listen to every class. <laughs> Aww. How, how, are, how are the younger cadets doing? The new, new band cadets doing? They're doing good, considering Aww. we're online. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I heard that from Akilia. Like, like, online rehearsals? Ooh, yeah. It's interesting. Tell me more. Uh, it's, like, it's like how we do school band. You just record yourself putting the audio, and then you send it in, and then someone puts it all together, and it's like, it's okay, I guess. It's like 
It's not gonna win well, any awards. Isn't. It's like picking the band out of the band. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's okay, but you're, you're, you guys are sticking to it. Something that I really admire about you two and the other cadets there right now is your devotion. Like, you, how, how consistently you keep two cadets, and despite the challenges <laughs> that it comes. Like with online band, I can see how easily it is to just turn off, shut off, and just like dissociate yourself from from the whole thing. Yeah. But but it it looks like you guys are still still keep keeping at it. Consistency yeah. is so important. Well, I feel like m some of it stems from like last year because like all of us level threes last year are now like level fours, right? So we're all seniors and we're all taking on these roles that we weren't taught how to teach last year because COVID hit before that. So none of us got like you know those lessons they teach you about like how to teach, and like yeah. and, like right we didn't we didn't get any of that right so we're just all going into this blind, no idea what's up but oh I feel like yeah last year you Cosville were like really good at showing us a like, really good example of like how to lead the band how to like lead a practice, which kind of really helps when it comes to us leading the band and keeping up the motivation between the younger cadets yeah absolutely man t t teaching but knowing how to teach but that ad adaptability that that shines right yeah and you just keep at it right <laughs> do you have a lot of opportunities to teach currently uh it's like every monday you we we split into sections uh trumpets go off jet uh saxophones go off flutes go off and then we all do just uh, teach our own sections so i've kind of just been floating around helping out where needed mm, okay and Kimani, do you have like how how are you showing your mentorship these days and teaching um so yeah now that i'm in level five i have to teach a lot which is awesome because it's something i wanted to do mm -hmm. yeah so i I've been teaching a lot about like aviation because it's right, nice to be so interested in it. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've kind of just been bouncing back and forth between, you know, the correspondence side of air cadets and the aviation side of air cadets. Right. Mm -hmm. So correspondence. correspondence? Um, so um, I'm a cadet correspondent. So that means I deal a lot with social media. Mm -hmm. Captain Hunter kind of made all this happen. He, he, um, yeah, when I was in level four, he referred me to this cadet correspondent class. And it was, I think, six weeks. And I was practicing my media skills, my journalism skills, wow. speaking skills, interviewing skills. And Flight Sergeant Leong helped me with one of these really important assignments. And then I became a cadet correspondent for the Northwest region. So I've to be honest, haven't really been active like on that side of things because I kind of just <laughs> took my skills to nine one eight. But verbal skills. Yeah. So, um, my mentorship, like my own activities, I guess, were mainly through media. Um, so there were a lot of branches. So, for example, nine one eight memories. It. I was a mentor to Sergeant Huang, so I would start off by getting her to you know, help me get some submissions and stuff. And then I would do all the writing and eventually I just handed everything else to her. She would get submissions from level threes and she also does all the editing now. I don't have to do that anymore. Nice. Same thing with Sergeant Chu. She was the first person I brought onto media because I needed help over the summer. 
and she pretty much does all around stuff and she's really really well rounded and mm-hmm. that's kind of what I wanted to train her to be and then of course I talked about Sue and Warden those two are popping off they have their own style they are turning 918 Instagram into a dark academia style and Yay. I'm not complaining at all I love it so much <laughs> I feel cheated <laughs> and then of course there's Yuen I feel so um, cheated how? How do you feel cheated? Do you remember the first thing you gave me? You wanted me to do a video on... Uh, I don't remember what it was. It was... You wanted me to edit a video together. And and you said, can you make me this video? I'm like, yeah, sure. What do you want me to do? And then you're like, do this, do that. Here's the videos. Go do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which one? You made like a couple this year, actually. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm... Oh, really? I made a I made a few. I made the ones for Dylan for yeah, Dylan's age out. And I did one more which I don't Oh, remember. for the anniversary. Like the, Yeah, I did the birthday video. That was the first one that he actually Kate, you want actually took the initiative to go up to Major Angel and say, "Hey, I'm interested in helping with video mm-hmm. editing." And then she told me and I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I'd love to take him under my wing. I really need another, you know, video editor." So that was the first thing I put him on really, really quickly because I just wanted to have it done and he seemed available and he was and he got it completed and I got a taste for what his style was like. And I'm like, OK, that's nice. Like, this is amazing, right? This is what you so... made by roping in, being roped in. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, this, this man didn't tell me anything. He was like, I want, an I want a birthday video for 918 Griffin. Go, yeah. do it. I'm like, <laughs> OK. <laughs> Yes, call me out. Right yes. But, I don't know. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> are you? Okay, good. Um, yeah, so in terms of UN, um, yeah, he's the um, second video editor that I've been dealing with aside from myself. And I think for him, his main thing, because he's actually like really, really busy. Like, I feel yeah. kind of bad for this man. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so first i wanted to just work on videography so that was the first assignment i put him on and then after that it was dylan wong's age out mm-hmm. so i okay that one that was a that that was oh my gosh like i just want oh. to say now like the whole like ceremony and planning it that was very very like stressful and hectic it was so like, stressful and most of it yeah because there was a time crunch just because like there were a lot of things happening in my own personal life and i was also juggling this um i think the day before the ceremony i think i was awake for like two days trying to plan it and then like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um yeah so in terms of him he was in charge of not only video editing he made two videos he pretty much carried the whole ceremony because it was a live stream so i was so stressed oh my goodness doing zoom yeah so all right it was on youtube he was doing the zoom calls he was doing youtube do you want to talk about like like you, yes. you, you yeah say, so you so okay it was really stressful for me individually because on the wednesday before the age out i was i was like going through like what was gonna happen and i was like this isn't gonna work google meet has a time limit has a max limit we right. can't do this yeah and so, i didn't even know that <laughs> so i went to i went to i don't remember who i went to i think it was like captain hunter or someone and i was like this doesn't work. So then we got into a call with tech team and media team. We talked it over and we we're like, what can we use, right? So we went over like uh, Google Livestream, 
uh, like YouTube, uh, Zoom, a bunch of other stuff. OBS. OBS. Oh, yeah, OBS. Right? How, do we, how can we record this? How can we live stream it? Where do we live stream it? And then at the end of it, right, we decided we're going to go through Zoom, transfer it to YouTube, and then have the viewers watch from YouTube, have anyone who's important on the Zoom call, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really stressful because it felt like the entire thing was like my doing. So if anything went wrong, it would be my fault. So I was like off the entire night. I was like, this better work. And yeah, it worked. So I was, I was really happy about it. Yeah. And then I got thrown onto tech team. <laughs> yeah, he was put on tech team, which I, uh, I like to share my children like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, how has Tech Team been? Like, how has it been? I haven't done anything yet. Okay, yeah. I, I kind of just have the role now. I have access to everyone in the Discord, and that's about it. <laughs> I have all the power and no reason to use it. Oh, yes, you moved the whole squadron onto Discord, didn't you? Yeah. That's so cool. It's uh, yeah, Sergeant Lau did, and Nodderbrock did. And then you want to join later, so yeah. They got a Seagull's commendation for it. As they rightfully should. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> like Discord, that's a, like Discord's great, so great use of technology right there. And, I feel and like it's amazing to see you guys still functioning too. Like a lot of activities are just like completely stopped because of COVID. So and it's amazing to see that you guys continue despite despite the this challenges. It's like crazy. Yeah, like we're still doing biathlon too. Can you imagine? And yeah. we're also doing, um, what else are we doing? We There's did a CFA. Also, yeah, we're doing CFAs. Oh, really? um, Hall is still in charge of marksmanship. Were there, yeah. I think there's like lessons, like nothing in person, but they're still educating people. Um, we have like, Drill team like still I don't want to like spoil because we're supposed to talk about it later on in the podcast. But yeah, we are continuing a lot of things and people are finding ways to keep themselves busy. Um, drill team's still going on. Yeah, yeah, drill team's oh, still going on. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure there's, a, there's still a flag party. Yeah, yeah, like Sergeant, um, Sergeant Gray is doing flag party, so that's great. <laughs> there's like weekly Among Us games. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. also helping out with those, yeah. <laughs> So you, you continue not not just to keep the activities going, but make it fun in a way, huh? Make the best of it. Yeah. The best of the situation. And and not just that, you know, like it's added a new strength to your squadron. The fact that you can keep it going, this this is a new facet to your squadron. Amazing. Yeah. It's pretty surprising to see juniors have that enthusiasm, um, especially the younger ones too. I feel like we get our most, like, yeah, most engagement comes from level twos. I was moved to a flight um, in which some of the cadets I was already talking to, even when I was in charge of the level fours, because I was a section leader for them. So I became a 2IC for the level two Bs. And I was really, really pleased to be in that flight specifically, just because um, in the parade square chat, you know, during... um, announcements and closing like i would always be talking to him about absolutely everything from dino nuggets to our favorite books to Mm -hmm. literally anything um yeah some cadets have shown 
their strengths, like soft skills and communication and stuff. So it's mm -hmm. great. Um, I guess. Are you them develop that? Like. Yeah, like so? we. Okay, so me and Flight Sergeant Gray, we've mm -hmm. been doing a lot of uh, flight nights. So um, cadets will show up to those, and the engagement is a lot more than I could ever ask for. Um, last week, I ran a sewing flight night. Oh, so, great. you know, yeah, we had a lot of seniors show up to, you know, pay visits and stuff. Um, Yupali was there. Um, Heidi was there. Um, An was there. Their old 2IC, Sergeant Tan, I invited back. And they had a little bit of a karaoke section. <laughs> it was quite fun. Um, yeah, it was a little bit chaotic because they were so they were so excited. They were so hyped. They love talking to each other, um, mm -hmm. which is something I haven't really seen in person. I think like the whole social aspect of of nine one eight has really grown over Discord, just because you have to make more of an effort, and it really pays off when you see them becoming friends with each other and you know making jokes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Something I'm really curious about, though, is like how, like how, how is it gonna work in person, right? Because I feel like we're we're kind of shifting our mindset towards okay, this is the new norm, right? Yeah, we have to go in person. Like, are we all gonna have social anxiety? Are we all like <laughs> not gonna you know, <laughs> be in the same room? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure they can. They'll absolutely adapt to it. That's mm -hmm. fine. And give yeah. them a couple weeks, and yeah, the parade and score is gonna that, be too loud. This, this online version of the squadron, like on Discord, that's gonna add to, that's only gonna fuel their, their friendships. Yeah. It's, it's just another way that it's manifesting. Mm hmm. Well, uh, before we end off, I, I have just one last question for you. Okay. What is the one piece of advice you would give to any mentor or any mentee in the band program? In the band program. Um... Or just band related? anything that's band related i'm sure they can they can learn right from major skills and teaching mm. but i'm trying to connect this to everything i've talked to about today um, in don't try so much. <laughs> so much to think. Keep going? Yeah. Keep going. Keep stumbling forward. It's okay if you... Um, take a break when you can. <laughs> Don't overinvest it yourself. Don't become too engulfed in the program. Take it one step at a time. Take it easy and breezy, you know? <laughs> easy and breezy. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Beyond the Blue. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you on the other side of the blue. Bye. Bye. <laughs>